Incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, that's an amazing feeling to have. I can't stop laughing. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Latest PS5. What an episode we've got for you this week. Not as crazy as the last few weeks of news. Uh, we're going to be talking CD Projekt Red. We've got a lot of Horizon to get through as well, and potential Capcom projects. It's going to be really, really interesting. And obviously, if you listen to the show, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on Apple Pod, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you could do all that. Also on Twitter at latest PS5, where we give you all the latest PS5 news and occasional Manchester United lights. With that being said, I'm joined by my co-host this week, Mr. Asim Tanvir. Asim, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Very well. Looking forward to Horizon on the on Friday. Yes, right. can't wait. Well, I thought you were going to be like, I'm looking forward to Horizon. It's on the horizon or something. Like that. I was <laughs> no, like, no if puns. anyone's, if anyone's no going to say that, it's going to be Asim, right? No puns yet. No. Yeah, yeah, no, same. Uh, I'm really excited for the game. I think obviously this time next week we're going to be gushing over the visuals for it and things like that. Um, but that's then. This is now. What have you been playing? What I have been playing. So I'm going to start with uh, something I was playing last week as well, Sifu. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my opinions have changed a bit. Interesting. Uh, I think the more you play, well, obviously I'm just giving my opinions. Like originally, my opinions were very positive playing through the first stage and a bit of the second stage um and i think those are the highlight points of it and i still think it's a good game it's just not as good as i'd hoped it to be i think the more you mm-hmm. play it the more tedious it becomes and i think um yeah i, I think it's, it's fine I, like, like people might say oh you're saying that because it's a hard game it is a hard game 100 it is a hard game and that's fine but hard, hard games can also be fun games as well. And I think when it becomes tedious is that's when it's, you know, uh, if it doesn't become fun. And I feel like I'm, if I would keep playing it, I'd, I'll just get frustrated and annoyed and be like, yeah, I'm done. Um, and I feel like that's where, where I am right now. I think it's uh, the, the first thing is it, that the parry mechanic is a bit off. I think the mm-hmm. more time you spend with it, the parry, they need, there's a few fixes they need to do, I think. And I think uh, I, I know you're looking forward to playing it once it's you know a bit further down the line, and it's improved a bit. I think that's probably the right time to play it. Mm-hmm. The parry mechanic seems a bit off. The hitboxes for um, when when you're trying to land blows on enemies seems a bit off sometimes, especially when you're trying to do like low low stuff or high stuff. It seems like it just doesn't quite quite hit the right space, even though you're you're you know it should hit the right space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that frustrates you a lot because if you miss a hit, you're 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 kind of screwed <laughs> uh, because you're, it's, it's it's all about the structure, which is like the poise mechanic similar to uh, Sekiro, and obviously all about your health as well. So yeah, it's just becoming a bit. A lot of the game is about going back to previous stages and improving your age, so you can start mm-hmm. the next stage at like a lower age. Uh, because as I mentioned before, like when you went when you get to like age seventy, it's like you don't have any more respawns essentially um mm. you um you kind of have to start all over again essentially so a lot of it is going back to previous stages and improving what you've done before um and even that that becomes really tedious with the with the issues that i mentioned as well and the best game the best hard games always still reward you for what you do so if i compare it to like 
not a direct comparison, but like a Souls game or a Bloodborne, even though you're getting your ass kicked, you're always improving, mm-hmm. always being rewarded. In this, you're not really always... You might be improving a little bit, but you're not being rewarded for, uh, you know, for, for example, finding a secret pathway that might make the next stage, getting to the next stage a bit, bit easier. It's not really like the path, the secret pathways just bring more enemies along the way. Mm. So what reward is that really? Not really. And like True. in terms of the skills and stuff you unlock, the the permanency of them is based upon like how many times you purchase them. And that's a lot of XP. Um, mm. You have to do them. So it's just becoming, there's more frustrations that are coming out. The more you play it, the more I, I'm playing it, the more frustrations coming out. It's still, there's still a good game there. It just needs to be like, they need to fix, I think, the parry mechanic, first of all, because... I think there's something wrong with the game if you're spending, you know, hours with it and you haven't learned the parry mechanic. I, I tend to think I'm a fairly decent gamer and, like, I've learned, you know, the mechanics of, like, Souls games, Born games, etc., like, to parry, etc. The parry window of this is almost impossible to, like, get right. Hmm. And it's a key part of the game if you're going to progress. It sounds like I'm complaining about it. I'm not. I want to love the game. I want to put more time into it, but it's just it's just frustrating. It's probably why it's probably why it's more frustrating that you loved it initially, yeah. and then you you've picked up on the little things, and it's just like, oh my god, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I hope a patch comes along um, that improves things a little bit and actually rewards you for. I'm not saying failures, but rewards you for like you know sticking with it, which mm. which other games you know of a similar ilk do um because that keeps the player engaged ultimately uh keeps yeah. it coming back keeps it coming back um but apart from the seafood i've been playing i tried out a bit of dying light 2 today um mm. um i've had it on my shelf since launch day but uh i just wanted to try it try out the first first hour or so uh on ps5 impressed very good very good so far like just just, just the first hour put in there's three like different different uh different sorry technical options as well there's performance quality and resolution uh, they're a bit different to the previous uh, um, options that I've seen in like other games. Like the the quality mode for so, sorry, I'll start with the re- the resolution mode is eighteen hundred p and sixty okay. frames. The mm-hmm. performance is locked ten eighty and sixty frames. Mm-hmm. Um, so sorry, the resolution mode is yeah, it's eight hundred p and thirty frames. The performance is locked ten eighty and sixty frames. And then there's a quality mode, which enables some like uh, ray tracing shadows and stuff uh, and ambient inclusion. But that's also locked at 1080p, which is strange, and 30 frames a second. So obviously at 1080p on a 4K screen, it's going to look a bit blurry, a bit blurry, not like clear. Mm. It's not going to be looking clear. The 1800p looks clear. It's close enough to 4K, so it looks fine. Um, either way, you know, the, the, there's many options, so you can choose what you want to play. Uh, but I, I thought that was an interesting that it's got different because usually if there's a performance but it's 1440p isn't it yeah yeah definitely and 1440p and 60 but this is 1080 which is like scaled way back so hopefully again a patch comes along and they, they, they you know they put more time into like doing a 1440p uh, 60 frames because I would usually play at performance but because it's 1080p and 60 I'm losing that clarity and I, I'm actually happy to play it uh, the the resolution at 800p mm. and 30 because it's locked 30 as well um i'll be honest if the game isn't 
highly anticipated by myself. I'll just wait now, not just for pricing. I'm not really bothered about that. Yeah, it is about the performance right. of it. You know, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not waiting to play Horizon, which I know <laughs> is going to end well, up. Well, you with know some, what it's like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's going to have some amazing modes added to it later and things like that. You Otherwise, you're just always going to be waiting. But there are some games like I looked at Sifu and I thought, yeah, it's a great game. And I did have a void. I'd not, I've not been playing anything. I've just been kind of coasting my way through waiting for horizon but i thought let me wait for seafood because it'll get by the time i'm gonna play it'll be great and my younger brother's playing dying like two he loves it he says it's got a lot of things like mission structures and stories really good from what yeah stolen from the last of us too so i'm just like yeah i'm intrigued so by the time i play which will probably be summertime maybe that that i'm pretty sure they would have bumped up to 1080 and everything like that so i'll be probably probably yeah probably but Mm. yeah no like gameplay wise uh no, I can't fault it at the moment. It, it's uh, very atmospheric. The parkour is ridiculously fun still. Uh, it's fluid as hell. The animations are great. So yeah, gameplay-wise, absolutely no issues so far. Uh, also want to say, like with Sifu, uh, I think it will be a PlayStation Plus game at some point. I'll wait. That's my, that's my <laughs> prediction. That's my prediction. I like anyway, it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I've been playing. What about well, you? As I, as I just said, I've just been coasting along. So me and my son got a big chunk of It Takes Two through so we'll 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 finish that um this week playing returnal got to biome three um that boss is a absolute well it took me ages to get past the second level boss you know (laughs) what i mean but so i've just kind of been going through that level just taking my time um but my mind is on horizon now so i'm just literally waiting for horizon but with that being said um if you haven't heard it already if you go to whatever podcast feed that you you use last week uh we had our normal episode but in between that and this uh we had a special episode where we interviewed sandeep rai who is the author of psv um year one it's an amazing book um if you're a playstation fan or you had the vita it's great nostalgia for you i can't believe i'm using nostalgia and vita in the same <laughs> sentence but um go back to that episode the link is in the description it is really really good as well and help support sandeep because he's got some amazing ideas for future playstation projects yeah that looks good yeah notice what i did there speaking of projects yeah. let's move <laughs> on to the news story uh number one and this one just came out of nowhere and it was big so we're going to go through it here so number one this week, CD Projekt Red announced that the PS5 version of Cyberpunk 2077 has officially launched alongside a free trial for the sci-fi title. The PS5 version is also available as a free upgrade if you already purchased the PS4 version or can be purchased separately if this is your first time stepping into Night City. In regards to the free trial, it will offer over five hours of, five, of Cyberpunk 2077 on PS5 and all progress will transfer to the full version of the game. I'm just going to stop there. Um, yeah. If you haven't got Cyberpunk, you can get it for like £5, £10 online or in pre-owned and things like that. But if you buy digital or you've got a digital PS5, I think it's on offer, isn't it? At like $19.99? Yeah, basically it's, it's, they put a hard price on pretty much all, all platforms. Mm. yeah so and yeah you've played the, you've played a bit of the game smart move to go five hours free trial to let uh, people very very it. smart very smart so i played a bit of it and i didn't mention it in what, what i've been playing because i knew the new story was coming up so um yeah i have i played a bit of it last night uh mm. i've got the ps version sealed up since launch day i played it initially on pc i've completed it on pc but i was waiting for the ps5 update to come out mm-hmm. and obviously it was launched last night so i put my disc in uh you have to install like a separate version uh mm. with, with, as with most like disc based games you have to do that but 
once you get in, the PS5 version looks great. Looks really mm. good. And I know you're going you're, you're gonna to go on to like, the technical stuff in a bit. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the new generation of Cyberpunk 2077 will boast a number of improvements, such as faster loading times, which is what we all love, numerous visual and technical improvements. These include a 4K 60 frames per second performance mode and a 4K 30 frames per second ray tracing mode for PS5. Furthermore, those of you that are playing on PS5 will, of course, be able to take advantage of the dual senses unique features such as haptic feedback and adaptive triggers. I'm going to stop there. I'm going 4K30 because I've seen the side by side with the ray tracing on and off and it looks unbelievable. It looks really good. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, both modes are solid. Super mm. like 4K60 is I've by, by the naked eye, I didn't notice any drops in the opening sections. Uh, 4K mm. 60. I, I think they're doing dynamic res, so it doesn't stay 4K all the time. It might drop a bit, yeah. but the frame rate is prioritized, obviously. And then the 4K 4K 31, which uh, has like I think it's like ray tracing, uh, ray trace shadows and stuff like that. Um, more like uh, around the lighting and shadows. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Really, really good. Really, really good. Solid. Like literally locked. 30 i think pretty much nice nice yeah, yeah definitely uh, we'll be going into that and then finally the game is a whopping 44 gigabytes smaller on yeah. ps5 <laughs> compared to the ps4 version of the game this comes from the ever reliable playstation size account um putting the ps5 version at 56.083 gigabytes while the ps4 version sits at 99.974 yep. this is obviously pre if you download any extra patches or anything which will come in the future but i mean it sounds great. The, the game needed it. It was really good um, that CD Projekt have finally got here. I mean, we've shit on them ever since the launch, rightfully so as well. They deserved it. But, you know, they're, they're trying to make CD... The tr- CD Projekt Red are trying to make Cyberpunk work, and it's a generational game. You know, you've still got yeah. The Witcher versions for PS5 oh, yeah. and that to come out, but get Cyberpunk right. And again, I really want to play this game, but this is a game I need to play when I literally have nothing to play because okay. i want to delve into it properly by that point oh. there'll be better patches and stability even yeah. more so i'll be looking forward to that but um do you see yourself finishing it again really quick yeah no I, I think after uh, i go through horizon uh this will be probably next next on the list to go through what? no elden ring and uh, now nah, i'll wait for <laughs> Ender. i'm gonna wait for elden ring i, I yeah. will get it i will get it and try to try to play i don't know if i'll finish elden ring or not smart move though remember what i said there is a ray tracing patch coming to elden yeah, ring shortly after launch so there's no point of playing it you know yeah, I mean, no, I'm gonna... don't get me wrong the three million people that will buy it opening <laughs> weekend will obviously want to play it but just wait for the ray tracing patch people then pick up elden ring because then it will be amazing and you'll be able to get a cheaper pre-on so it'll be one of them but asim moving from one open world game to one we spoke about earlier you've got some news on horizon horizon yeah um so obviously the reviews and stuff are out for horizon but we're uh news first that leaked that broke uh but then was made official is horizon forbidden west is officially getting the lego treatment in the shape of the horizon forbidden west tall deck which is scheduled for release may 22nd 2022 priced at 69.99 pounds and 79.99 in terms of dollars in addition to the tall neck the set includes a small figure of aloy uh and it's a massive one uh, sorry not 1000 12 12222 bricks which is incredible and like i i read somewhere as well that it's going to be about 12 around 12 inches tall or close to 13 inches tall almost so that is a hefty lego set my friends yeah, I think it's 1,222 bricks. It'll, that'll make it bigger than Old Trafford. Oh, sh- 
I read, an, I read an extra one. I read an extra one. One thousand two hundred twenty-two. I said, yeah. I, I said, I said, you're making this all dream, man. Isn't it? But you know, <laughs> an that, actual if tall it, neck. If it was twelve, if it was twelve thousand, was my dream coming up? The Lego version of uh, Sifu that you start it off, you're excited, and then you get frustrated at about the seven thousand brick mark. You're like, "Fuck this! Yeah, I'm not yeah. building this anymore." But I mean, obviously, we found out we we spoke about it a week a couple of months ago about the rumored Uncharted one, which uh, came yeah. out to be false. But yeah. I mean, are you going to be picking up the tall neck? I can imagine you picking it up because I, I am know very you tempted. Like you. I am very tempted. I'm. Uh, I'll see when it's like up for pre-order and stuff. Um, it's a good price though i thought it's a good expensive price than 69.99 it is a good price like Lego. yeah i've like like similar stuff like this like for example like batman stuff is like hundreds of pounds so um this is a good price but i'll, I'll see I, I don't have enough space i need to make space for it people <laughs> buy it because if it sells well you know what will happen next oh this did really well let's tie up god of war to lego then we're talking then real we're lego sets. You know that's what we want man we want that lego but um yeah, I'm excited for it. It looks really cool. Again, it's like you said, where do you put it? That's the problem. I want it, but I don't know where to put it. But yeah. they haven't said it's limited edition or anything. So no. it will be available at all times as well. So yeah. again, don't rush out to get it. Most important thing is get the game and play the game. Yeah. Um, but actually, while we're speaking on the game, Asim, uh, let's make some predictions. Okay. <laughs> I want your prediction for how many copies this game will sell opening week. So that's Friday, Saturday, really. Uh, so what is it going to sell on its opening? And to give you an idea, um, Ghost of Tsushima, 2 million. Last of Us, high threes, God of War, early, low threes. So what do you think Horizon Forbidden West will sell opening week? Interesting. He's thinking. Interesting. What you're thinking? Uh, I think yeah, it's tough because we spoke about it on Twitter, me, you, and Alex, and um, I said I had the highest number then at 1.8, but I'm I'm going to be ballsy, mate. I'm going higher, you know. Oh, really? I think I'm going much higher. I think Horizon will sell 2.4 million copies opening week. Which is literally just a weekend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how I much? Did, thought, how much did Ghost sell? Ghost. I think it was like I think it was two point one or one point eight okay. or something like that. It was massive. Mm. That was it a was new massive. IP as well, but that was a new IP with the added bonus of like being like feudal Japan type, which is mm. a setting a lot of people like. I look at it and I think, yeah, when the original Horizon Zero Dawn came out, it was the fastest selling new IP for mm. PlayStation, and then as they said recently as well, which we're going to talk about later, 20 million copies sold to date lifetime. And I'm thinking, you know, it's a good gap. People have been waiting for a PS5 game. It's exclusive. Yeah. It's reviewed very, very well. It looks stunning. Marketed everywhere. I just, I'm just it thinking, is. man, it's going to be a big number. No, I don't think, right. I don't think God of War or Last of Us number. I don't think it'll hit threes, no. but I, I'm, no, no. I, I think 2.4. That'll be my prediction. 2.4. I'll say 2.1. Interesting. It'll be interesting. We'll see, we'll see where it goes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if it goes like 2.25 <laughs> right in the middle. It'll be, it'll be quite funny. Uh, but moving on, uh, this one's intriguing, Asim. Number three, mm-hmm. Capcom is set to announce a new game on February 20th, 2022, according to a countdown timer that has now appeared on the official website for the company. So my question to you is, what game is set to be revealed? What do you think it will be? There's loads of options on there, yeah. obviously, uh, but I'm not going to um, 
push it to you, but I want to know what do you think it's going to be? The time is going down. Uh, there's loads of rumors and fake stories about what it could be. What do you think it is? I think um, I've seen something online about it, so this is kind of cheating. Uh, but I think it'll be Street Fighter related because it's apparently the timer is coinciding with a Street Fighter tournament that's happening. Yeah, yeah. So the timer will run out when the Street Fighter Online tournament final finishes. Exactly. So, so it that... could be Street Fighter Six. Um, knowing our look, it'll be a fucking another character for Street probably, Fighter Five. Probably, yeah. I mean, I hope not because it's also and also adding to that from what I saw, it's the 35th anniversary this year of Street Fighter as well, the mm-hmm. series. So what better time than like, you know, obviously the, the final of their pro tournament, mm-hmm. um, 35th anniversary year of the game itself, the series itself. Um, what mm-hmm. better time to then, you know, people given how Street Fighter Five has gone down, we've uh, talked about it before, I think once um, it seems like they need a six and then they, they need a six to do well. So Perfect yeah. time to do it. Perfect time to do it. I mean, Street Fighter uh, Five sold well. Um, I think the problem that they have is the concurrent players for Street Fighter yeah. isn't at the level of Tekken for, or Mortal Kombat. But yeah. at the same time, fighting games rely on a community which relies on no lockdowns and things like that and EVO tournaments and, yeah. you know, Comic-Cons and things like that. So I think I think I, I agree. I think it's Street Fighter Six. I think we're going to get that announcement. Um, outside bets or outside possibilities. We've got the Resident Evil 4 remake, which has come mm. back up to fruition now in everyone's minds and yeah. it's in mind share at the moment. And then obviously the promised village DLC is something we haven't heard about yet. But yeah. you don't put a countdown on the home page of your website for DLC, you know. Um nah, it's a it's a game. It's a game. And I'm sure uh, Resident Evil 4 remake would be paid for by Sony or Microsoft. I think it will be show part. Of, it, you yeah, know it will I mean? be part of some someone's showcase somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But, so before we move on to the next story, um, let me just chuck this one to you: Street Fighter Six. Mm-hmm. You think it will be exclusive again? Yeah, because I know. Yeah, five was obviously PS5, wasn't it? Uh, mm. Console wise, anyway. Um, I think so. Yeah interesting yeah that'll be a big coup if it is yeah, because obviously they so. have evo now i mean the moment they took street fighter they just took the fighting genre away yeah. from the xbox side of things you know you you had to wait for more combat really you know and if yeah. anyone's thinking killer instinct shut up that's not a fight <laughs> um but yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens on that front um yeah but we'll move on from yeah. street fighter 6 and kicking ass to uh planting nice harmony in the earth yeah, of course. So in collaboration with the Arbor Day Foundation, Sony will plant a tree in three deforest, deforested areas across the US every time a specific trophy in Horizon Forbidden West is unlocked. It's called the Play and Plant Program and will help reforestation efforts at the Douglas County Forest in Wisconsin, the Sheep Fire private lands located in California, and the Torreya State Park of Florida. The trophy you're looking to unlock is named Reach the Dawn, which is yours, uh, which is yours roughly 90 minutes in the game and is part of the main story. So I don't think anyone will really miss it. Uh, and you'll be able to contribute. Uh, nothing else is required. Uh, a, a tree will be planted uh, if you unlock it, basically. I mean, that's quite a nice. Mm. I mean, given that what Horizon is all about, like, you know, the, the environment, the land itself, you know, um, it makes sense. It's a nice. Especially about the theme of the new game, which is about, yeah. you know, nature dying and things yeah, like that. Yeah, ex- exactly. Exactly. And I think no, it, I, I think it's smart as well because th- they want people to to see what the game 
is you know and get yeah. to that tro- and, and they can see how many people got to that trophy let's plant more trees when that happens you it'll know? be a good, <laughs> having worked in video game marketing you will know is this like it's probably a good thing to look at like how how many people this reached as well probably like it will give them a good indication like by the obviously the, the trophies part of the main story as well but um they can, they can actively see like how many people reach the trophy and maybe link that to some sort of marketing as mm. well like some marketing data so it's, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely it's interesting to see it's a nice thing i like so, it so reached the daunt that is the name of the trophy right yeah yeah um okay so we'll move on then to number five in an interview with german magazine neelix pedro pascal mm-hmm. who will play the role of joel was asked if he feels there's a lot of pressure given how beloved the original last of us game is he replied i think the cinematic adaption can more than live up to the original game i have absolutely no doubts that we won't disappoint fans of the game or new viewers alike the 10 episode first season is expected to complete production at some point in the summer of 2022 but literally just before we went on air stories yeah. <laughs> broke that uh hbo have announced that the the pilot episode which is what they class as episode one will not air in 2022 so we're looking at you know early like maybe late january early february 2023 for the first episode i just want to see a trailer man That's yeah give me a trailer see. at least before the end of the year please the, yeah i just want to see the guitar and everything yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, just, man, i can't just, wait but it's, yeah. it's it's just cool that it's not a film the last of us doesn't need it and i like the fact that they they also spoke about how it's going to stay true to the original game but there will be spin-offs that they've created like side yeah. stories and stuff like that which is really really yeah. cool and you know it's not hard to make these sort of films you know when you're on a journey in a world i mean i think if you watch um there's a program on netflix it's like an independent show it's called black summer and it's literally same thing uh, people trying to survive in a zombie outbreak but it's all done by camera right next to them it's not like a tv show it's like camera and it's so cool and ev- you just get last of us vibes what well, every yeah. anything that's a zombie is last of us vibes now, right? <laughs> so uh yeah i'm really excited for this one what about you Are you excited uh, mate i can't wait i literally can't wait. they've got casting right i think mm-hmm. um and yeah i just i literally can't wait just give as you said give us a trailer and like it, like you mentioned that story broke that like HBO said that you know it's not airing until 23. They did tease also that uh, the person that spoke out he said I've seen some early episodes and I'm very excited. Um, so I mean <laughs> he's seen he says uh, what else he says what I've seen looks amazing so I'm excited for it but it will not be 2022. But you know if if people I don't know if he's into the game or not but you know he's if he's if you're just looking at it as as a show and he's super excited, mate I can't wait. Just give us give us something give us a teaser trailer just give us mm. like a, a an iconic scene from like the first game mm. part of a teaser definitely yeah. man definitely uh well obviously this is what we class as a, a slow news week but we still have a lot of news to get through because what we've done yeah. now is we have our main news stories but anything sales numbers wise we've moved into charts and numbers as mm-hmm. stories there so we've got more stories to bring you in regards to sales numbers yeah. and things like that but asim we've got a rundown and it's rundown. you know quite a few rundowns to get through so yeah. i'm going to leave it to you there's a few yeah yeah so we'll start with um sony interactive entertainment has launched the ps store planet of the discount sale which will save you up to 70 percent of select titles i had a look look at it today there's Dude, some really good titles in there there's like fucking 900 
yeah. pieces of things discounted in there for PS4 and PS4. I was like, yeah, yeah, I need to, I need yeah. to put a few filters in here just yeah, to yeah. narrow it down. Like it's yeah. crazy. It's and even even just looking at the first page, I was like, if you haven't got like, you know, doing what we do, we've probably played or got most of these games, but there's still stuff in there that's at a very good price. Very, Definitely. very good price. Definitely. So have a look at that. And listeners, again, um, just remember, any games that you're interested in, put them in your wish list now because you'll get alerted when they're in sale, which yeah. is fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice one there. Uh, so the PlayStation Direct uh, listing for Gran Turismo 7 has been has revealed that uh, Polypho- uh, the Polyphony Digital Developed Racer will ship on two discs for the PS4 version of the game and a single disc for the PS5. The PS4 utilizes standard Blu-ray discs, uh, which store up to 50 gig of data, while the PS5 employs Ultra HD Blu-ray, capable of storing up to 100 GB. Makes sense. This mm. game is going to be huge. Definitely. The cars themselves are probably like <laughs> 10 gig. <laughs> I know, I know. But we spoke about it last time. It's People don't realize just how much space sound takes and Gran Turismo has an abundance of that in you know whether it be music tracks or it be you know sound effects audio files everything massive absolutely massive and the textures for a Gran Turismo game flipping heck I mean yeah even on the like I said on the PS4 two discs a PS5 obviously one thanks to the disc itself but even on the PS4 two discs so that shows you that they the work they put into the PS4 version as well which Mm. you know can't be underestimated definitely yeah. Uh, next one, we, we, we I kind of touched upon this. That I hope this is coming, but developer Slowcat has announced uh, the Sifu update 1.06 patch notes, which is now available for PS4, PS5, and comes with a wealth of bug fixes and general performance improvements. I didn't see any of this stuff that I mentioned, but I, I know they've got an easy mode coming later on, right? I think they've announced mm-hmm. that already. Uh, so, I mean, I hope there's um so like some of the stuff that i've talked about uh comes in soon and i'm pretty sure they have been seen because i've seen similar feedback so i'm pretty sure they are there'll be a 1.07 at some point <laughs> let's mm. be honest yeah yeah definitely um and then one that um that i have seen <laughs> and i'll touch upon now is the entire film uh has generated 21.5 million in its opening weekend, dollars-wise, um, with 6.4 million being in the UK and 4.5 in Russia and 3.5 in Spain. And this is without it being released in US and Canada. It's out this week. so mm, It's only in select territories. Yeah. Uh, Variety reported that um, against films that are bigger than it, it's tracking ahead of them, which yeah, is pretty absolutely. cool um, to see. Uh, $120 million of production budget, though, so it's a big budget to hit. It know. will make it back. Once it hits the US, it will make it back, I think. Mm. Yeah, it will make it back. Like, um, I mean, you haven't seen it yet, right? No, I'm watching it tomorrow night. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, no spoilers, I'll be, mate. I'll be, interested <laughs> to hear, I'll be interested to hear your thoughts, but I thought it was, like, the reviewers gave it a bit of a hard time. I thought it was much better than the reviews made it out. So I think it's a movie that if you're not a fan of the games or haven't played the games, you can absolutely enjoy it and you will enjoy it like i watched it with a girlfriend she enjoyed it thoroughly whereas mm-hmm. obviously i played the games i found it a bit messy at times because it's touching from different parts like yeah. you, know, you, you, you see the trailers right you can say oh there yeah that's a chart three that's yeah, a yeah. Chart four um it's a bit messy but ultimately it's also it's also good it is good it is it's gen- it like a fun fun movie um so yeah i'll, 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 I'll look forward to hearing your thoughts on it as well 
Excellent. Yeah, I'll be watching it tomorrow. Uh, I would talk about it next week, but uh, we're going to be talking Horizon next week, mate. You know what I mean? I can't wait. Yes. And we'll... Over to you, yeah. Uh, lots of rumours. Yep. So obviously this is a section where we go over the rumour mill. And remember, people, these are just rumours. They're not news stories. So we've got three rumours this week. Number one, Avalanche Studios is reportedly working on Mad Max 2, according to a tweet from peripatetic researcher and educator Wendy W. Fock, who reveals she reveals she was scanned to appear in the sequel prior to the coronavirus pandemic. Did you play the first Mad Max game? I did. I did. I enjoyed it. It was. I didn't play it. A lot of people said it was really good. It was. It was Arkham Combat essentially because obviously it's one of those game with mm. like Mad Max setting. It, it wasn't a ten out of ten game. It was like more like a solid seven or eight out of ten. But it was good. Yeah. Nice, nice. This one excites me, but I don't think it's true. Developer Supermassive Games is reportedly working on a remake mm-hmm. of Until Dawn, its teen horror PS4 game released back in 2016. Great game. Um, and the reason it was great is because it was in production and development for like seven years because it was supposed Long to be time. a move game yeah. on PS3. But I mean, if it comes back great, I, I think Supermassive are just too busy, you know. They've got enough things that the dark they've pictures got other anthology. Stuff they're working on, yeah. Dark yeah, pictures yeah. take a lot of their time. You know, the rumors that they're also working with other publishers alongside Namco Bandai as well. Um, so it'll be really, really interesting to see what they do there. And then well-known leaker Tom Henderson has revealed on Twitter that Codemasters Cheshire has taken up the task of becoming a support studio for the next Need for Speed game. That just tells me one thing, that it's behind schedule and they've had another <laughs> team jump on there now, which is yeah, usually the case. Rumors were... I think I read something that was is, there's a news there's a game that's supposed to come out this year, right? So that must mean mm. yeah they're behind schedule if they're getting Codemasters on it as well. Oh, definitely, hundred yeah. percent, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, you look at yeah. Hogwarts Legacy, for example. People are like, oh yeah, yeah, but it's getting support now from other big studios and yeah. big names, so it's obviously something wrong. Same thing, like you look at Perfect Dark, the fact that it has a massive studio helping with it tells you that um yeah there's it's behind and they need help and and this is happens in the industry all the time but obviously yeah. it's going from smaller unknown support studios to big studios helping big studios now so it'll be really interesting to see what need for speed looks like uh, and what sort of game it is when it comes out hopefully at the end of this year but Asim, I'm going to pass over to my favourite part of the show and it's Charts. all on you. This is massive, so I'm going to sit back, relax, put my <laughs> pinky in the air and drink a cup of tea. Charts and numbers, yes. So we'll start with the news. You kind of touched upon it earlier. Um, Sony Interactive's uh, Entertainment's uh, Herman, Herman Holst has revealed that Horizon Zero Dawn has sold 20 million copies globally since its launch in February 2017. The PlayStation Studio boss revealed that players have spent a whopping 1 billion hours playing Grilla Games' open-world title. Back in 2019, Sony claimed Horizon Zero Dawn has sold 10 million copies. So in just three years, it's managed to double sales, which is hugely impressive. Although, obviously, it does take into account the PC release. 20 million, Sony. Mm, well, I was just working million. it out on a calculator. If you take 20 million and you divide that by one, if you take 1 billion hours divided by 20 million players, the average gamer spent 51 hours in Horizon. That's Obviously, that's, that's just an average and just a silly number. But that's I'm not surprised right, yeah. uh, for 1 billion hours. Obviously, it was a stay-at-home game. It was massive. That would have accounted in that. And that was a question that was put to Herman Holsters. Does that count in the 20 million copies? Uh, he just reiterated 20 million copies sold, you yeah. know, as in played um, and purchased. But 
great new IP. Huge. It's an established franchise now. It joins an elite group of games, you know, to be in that genre to hit 20 million sold. And it's just a great moment, obviously, to get that news before the second game comes out. I mean, you played, we saw Horizon day one, E3, we saw it. It looked amazing when it was shown off. We were there day one when the game came out to play it. 20 million units later and everybody enjoys it. Now we've got a Lego coming up. It's it's a it's a blockbuster <laughs> franchise for them now, essentially. Oh yeah, 100%. It's, it's I mean, up there. Yeah. You've got the merchandise on PlayStation Direct as well. Uh, you know, yeah. you can buy official Horizon merchandise from Sony, as we just mentioned, yeah. the tall neck Lego. You've got loads of little merchandise bits and the Seagate hard drive, five terabyte okay. hard drive, yeah. Horizon themed. We wanted side plates, we're getting hard drives. Hard drives. <laughs> I think a lot of that comes from the fact that it's got a, and I think a, maybe sometimes we forget it's got a female protagonist, which is quite rare still in the industry. Mm-hmm. And to have a strong female protagonist with like an actual story to her, um, probably help, you know, um, you know, extending it to a, a bigger audience as well. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you know, it's a, uh, it's something you don't see. Usually all these big, big games have like a male lead um, to have a, you know, a strong female lead, big big and i gotta and say dude it's just a, what a game what it's just a game. yeah on top of that it's just a very good game so mm. that helps obviously um but yeah no uh really good and I'm, and I'm sure the series will just keep adding adding millions onto it um next bit of uh charts and numbers news the mpd group's matt uh piscatella has revealed that the ps5 was january's 2022's best-selling console in the u.s Sony's latest home console triumphed last month in both units and dollars with the Xbox Series XS coming in second place. No real surprise, I think, for any of us. I'm so, I'm, again, stock. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's balance. Everyone's balancing. Like in America in January, there was stock of PS5 and Xbox and there was no stock of the Switch. In the UK, there was stock of the Switch, but no stock of the PS5 or Xbox. It was one or the other, right? But yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, you come out of Christmas, people still want a PS5. I mean, here in the UK, listeners, we have an outlet here called Smith's Toys. And they sell, they, they, they've got quite a lot of market share for video games in the UK. Asim, they're taking pre-orders for PS5. Yeah, yeah, and I just can't believe it. Like they're still in the pre-order stages. That's how like hard it is to get hold of consoles, man. It's absolutely Mental. insane. Mental. Absolutely insane. And it's and it's the the fact that it's still hard to get hold of the console, but they're still top of these like ch- like charts mm. and, and and doing better. Than, like the, I, I saw today, like the Xbox was readily for sale on the Microsoft Store for a while. Anyway, mm. I don't know if that's is is on down now, but. Yeah, it's uh, once stock is regular, it will just keep on selling, mm-hmm. keep on selling. Well, are we as we mean, Alex, always speak, we've lost the chance to see how it would have tracked against PS4 and where the numbers actually would have been if the PS5 was yeah. in stock. And I'm sure Sony have probably loaded up retail for this week, hence why everyone's talking about how they get machines because there's a certain game launching on Friday and they want to sell it with machines, don't they? So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a big influx of consoles on both sides of the Atlantic this week. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, uh, let's move into the UK sales charts. Oh, actually, no, before we move into the UK sales charts, let's talk about Spider-Man Miles Morales, which, which continues to do well in North America. It sits now third only to Marvel Spider-Man, the, the game it came after, and God of War 2018 in lifetime dollar sales for a Sony published title 
since 1995. For a, surprised. For a, a spin-off, that's not bad, is it? In the words, <laughs> in, in the words of Nate Diaz, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> you know what I mean? mean? It's like... It's a great game. What a game. I love Miles. I was actually thinking about it the other day, thinking, oh, I want to play it again. It's so you know good. I mean? the, and I, it's yeah. definitely had a bump up from the movie as well, hasn't oh, it? Oh, of course. Of course it has. I like. I still think about the ending of that game and how, how awesome the ending was to that 100%, game. 100%. 100%. Incredible. Incredible. All right. Now we'll move on to the UK sales charts <laughs> for last week. And we'll start with number 10. No real surprise. It's still in the number 10. Call of Duty Vanguard. Number nine is Ring Fit Adventure. Minecraft on the Nintendo Switch. Is number eight. Number seven is Mario Party Superstars. Number six was this in there last week? I don't think it was. No, it was GTA came, Five last week. Yeah, it came shoot. So it's shooting back in. Is GTA the trilogy, the definitive edition? So mm-hmm. the patches must have done some 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 good business for them, or it might have been on sale for a bit. It might have been like some discounts here and there. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, that's the number six. Animal Crossing: New Horizons at number five. Mario Kart Eight Deluxe number four. FIFA 22 at number three, Dying Light 2 at number two, and number one is Pokemon Legends Arceus. And it will probably be there for a while, I think. No, no, no. It was third week at number one. I don't think it's going to be. You think so? You think Horizon? Horizon, I think Horizon is going to knock that down into second Mm. spot. You know what I mean? Actually, yeah, you know, I think, yeah, because given it's third week, yeah, if it was out this week, maybe. You're going to see a few changes yeah. now. I think you're going to see Horizon at number one for one week. And then I think you'll see Elden Ring Elden there for Ring. like two, yeah. three weeks before be it there. gets knocked off. So be we'll see what yeah. happens. And then Mario Kart 8 will surplus uh, <laughs> Elden Ring, you know. <laughs> Mario Kart 8 is going to be there like GTA 5 all the time. Definitely. Uh, dear, oh dear. And then we're moving on to um, uh, January 2022's most downloaded. Yeah, is, is what we're talking about here. So we're going to start with um, PS5. Um, Shall we go through top ten or top five? What do we want to do? Uh, do you just blitz it anywhere you want? I'll blitz it anywhere I want. Okay, we'll start with US, uh, and, and we'll we'll quickly go through the list. Uh, number twenty uh, for January was Returnal, uh, Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart, number nineteen. Eighteen was Kenna, Bridge of Spirits. Seventeen, Hitman Three. Yup, yup. Uh, 16 was uh, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection. Obviously, that was out during the during the month. Uh, 15 is Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, still in there. 14 was Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. 13 Rainbow Six Siege. 12 my favorite and Sunny's new favorite. It takes two. <laughs> 11 uh, was Demon Souls. Um, 10 uh, Mortal Kombat 11 still managed uh, to hang in there. Number nine, no surprise, FIFA 22. Number eight. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was there a discount for this? Yeah, it was, this will count January sales, well, in America yeah. as well. So yeah, yeah. Seven, uh, Call of Duty Vanguard. Six, because uh, it was new released around that period. Uh, Rainbow Six Extraction. Five was Five Night at Freddy's Security Breach. Four, Madden NFL 22. Three, NBA 2K 22. No surprise there. Those US sports games coming in. Number two, Among Us, and number one, what we just talked about. Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. Crazy. Crazy. So that sums up the US for PS5. Uh quickly going through uh the EU. Uh quite similar, but a few at the top different, but we'll go through it. And the number 20, Ghost of Tsushima, Director's Cut, 19, Mortal Kombat 11, Far Cry 6 at number 18. That probably helped for discounts. 17, Demon Souls, 16, AC Valhalla, 15, Legacy of Thieves Collection, Uncharted. 
14 at Hitman 3, NBA 20, uh, 2K22 a bit further down at 13, Canada Bridge of Spirits, uh, number 12, Metro Exodus, number 11, again, probably the sale, Rainbow Six Siege at number 10, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, again, number 9, probably down to the sales, Rainbow Six Extraction at number 8, Call of Duty Vanguard at number 7, Five Night at Freddy's, very popular at number 6, It Takes Two, yeah, number 5, the EU crowd knows, Mm-hmm. F1 2021, uh, probably a discount again, number four. And seeing it there and there again in the top three, uh, Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales, FIFA 22 at number two, and Among Us at number one. I just can't believe how fast COD fell out the top three in both sides of the yeah. pond, you know what I mean? I, I People are just playing Warzone. Warzone, they don't need yeah, it. Yeah, yeah Warzone. And I mean, we'll, we, we, could, we could touch on quickly like on, on PS4, Fair, I mean, we'll, we'll touch on top five maybe for PS4. Uh, US, Canada, we'll start uh, start there with top five is uh, Gang Beasts, uh, number five, number four, Among Us, number three, Minecraft, number two, Marvel's Spider-Man Game of the Year edition, and number one, of course, of course, GTA 5. <laughs> and the EU, slightly different. As you'd expect, a uh, couple of similarities. Actually, once, no, once, yeah, a couple of similarities. Number five, Minecraft. Number four, The Witcher Free Wild Hunt Game of the Edition. Number three, of course, GTA. Number two, Among Us. And number one, no surprise for the EU, FIFA 22. Some, uh, some big games there. Well, I mean, games. it's safe to say that we know now every quarter which is three months in a year, every quarter GTA sells about three to five million units, right? It's, every quarter. Just, it doesn't stop and it's, and it's gonna sell even more now you know what i mean and I, i'm actually really excited to see it hit 200 million you know we really cool to see it's but really, uh, thanks really for crazy. that asim that was a tongue twister of titles all the charts um, all the charts thing in it but yeah it's good to see it takes two despite the fact that being on ea play um chart high especially in the eu as well but it's still in the chart and kenna bridge of spirits as well still, still holding on still there yeah, you know, yeah which yeah. is really really interesting so we're going to move on to the questions now and listeners, if you have any questions, you can send them in. You can tweet at latest PS5, or you can send us a DM message on Twitter. Again, that's at latest PS5, or you can email the latest PS5 at gmail.com or leave a comment under any of these episodes. So our first question is from Riley from Cork Island. And he says, Evening, gents. You've spoken about it before, but detail your perfect Metal Gear Solid <laughs> remake for PS5. What would it be like? How would it play? Its biggest selling points, so its unique selling points on that front. Riley, you're opening up a can of words, so we've got to we've got to narrow it down, Asim. We've got to be quick on this one. So, okay, okay, okay. Um, okay. The perfect Metal Gear Solid remake. So we're talking Metal Gear Solid One, PlayStation One. How? What? How? What's the perfect remake in a nutshell for PS Five? Yeah, I think the perfect remake would be having uh, obviously a brand new engine. It, I mean, closest thing we can see to it is like, um, you know, hopefully it would use something that's similar to Metal Gear 5's engine in mm-hmm. that engine, obviously uh, toned up for the new consoles. Um, and how would it play? Basically, it would play, because Phantom Pain, gameplay-wise, when you think about the story, etc., gameplay-wise, was Stunning. sublime. Sublime. Mm-hmm. So it should play like that. Absolutely play like that. And take me back to like Shadow Moses like that. Visuals should be basically like the Pachinko machine uh, that they showed in uh, that was in Japan for Metal Gear 3. So the visuals should be like that. That's how I would expect it to look to me. 
Minimum. And to play, yeah, and to play would be like essentially play like Phantom Pain to sum it up. Nice, nice. If I can cheat and just say, just give me it in VR uh, for PSVR <laughs> 2, right? That's it. That's all I want. But I mean, similar thing. I want Blue Point Demon Souls levels, visuals. That's what I would want. Yeah. Um, I'd want to be able to just click one button and it filter back to what the PlayStation oh, 1 version nice. looked like. That'd so you can, nice. keep, you can keep comparing. Because, you know, <laughs> we would just keep comparing it, you know. But what would be really cool is if you could move a slider and then do photo mode so you could really see what it's like. So something like that would be kind of cool. Yeah. But yeah, I think what would be really make if it's if it's a remake, you've got a motion capture now. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have yeah. to motion capture the animations, use the Metal Gear Solid 5 um gameplay as a base point. Yeah. And I would actually again just load it up like they used to back in the day. I want harder difficulties, hmm. more interesting trophies, VR missions, just the ultimate Metal Gear package, you know, that yeah. you do for fans. It would be absolutely stunning. But yeah. Riley, that's just a short answer, man. If we, we, we could go episode, on a podcast, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we might do that one day on the latest PS. You know, when it, ever, let's, let's when it. it inevitably gets announced, we'll do it, yeah? yeah? yeah. Uh, but great question, Riley. We'll move on to Eve from Sterling in Scotland. I don't live far from there. Um, this is a good question. In your opinion, what would you say is the one mm. most important game for PS1, 2, 3, 4, and to date for 5? Great show. Keep it up. Thank you very much, Eve. But fucking hell, what a question to ask. Wow. So we'll go We'll go console by console. I think mm. we both pretty much agree what the most important game for PS1 was, right? That'll get solid. That'll get solid. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course it was. Of course it I was going to say cool borders. But yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think... I, I, I want to say we're going to both say the same thing, uh, but what's your PS2 game? What do you think the most important? For me, I think, not my favourite, she's asking the most important. important. I think the most important game for me, in my opinion, for PS2 was probably GTA 3. Yeah, um, I think so. I Metal Gear Solid 2 is probably the most important from an E3 standpoint because yeah. it really showed what the PS2 could do and everybody took notice after that demo. I mean, I saw that on BBC News and things like that and it was crazy, but I think G what GTA 3 did for PlayStation 2 and that generation, it just catapulted it to a whole new mm -hmm. level, you know, and it was massive. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It, I mean, have you got an honorary shout out maybe? I mean, I was, the honorary thing I would, would say was, again, we, we were totally in agreement. I would say Metal Gear Solid 2, but GTA 3 for what it showed, within the limitations that it had at, at the time, obviously mm -hmm. we, we didn't see them as limitations, but there were limitations. What it delivered in terms of the step up from well, we didn't previous CTAs. We didn't get open world games on consoles really, did no, we? There was no, no such thing really, yeah. There was no was such PC thing. PC genre. This was, this this showed the freedom that you could get on a mm -hmm. console, on a home console. And yeah, that that was, that that led the way now in terms of like, like look at the games you're getting now. Mm -hmm. Everything goes back to GTA, GTA mm -hmm. Three. Sorry, yeah. This next one's going to be harder because there was quality games all over the place on this one. But PlayStation Three, PlayStation Three, most important game. I've for got PlayStation 3. I've got two in mind, and they're for mm. two totally different reasons. Um, this is not what I think the most important game was, but it's up there and it's Heavy Rain because it came at a time where PlayStation changed its president. And they changed the mind share of what PlayStation 3 was because the Slim mm. came out. 
it became more affordable to people and it launched with heavy rain and you could see the effect that that game had because it was unique it was different it was visually stunning and it, you couldn't buy it in the uk for like three four weeks because it was just completely sold out everywhere um it was really important for that switch on the ps3 you know because the ps3 had two two halves yeah started badly and ended well um but i think Hmm. It's a toss-up. Uh, I think it's a toss-up for me between Uncharted 2 and The Last of Us. Um, but I'm going to go with The Last of Us because the PS3 had so many games, you know, like crazy games like Mag, Warhawk, hmm. all these random Sony IPs. It had the Uncharted franchise and Uncharted 2 was massive for it. But what really catapulted playstation studios as a brand was the last of us you know and it was right at the end towards the end of the generation going into ps4 and even though it wasn't important for what happened for the rest of ps3 it was important for playstation as a whole because all of a sudden uncharted uh, uncharted did well but last of us set an expectation level for us now on playstation studios and specifically naughty dog and It was just huge, and then it, it it created a tsunami wave for yeah. publicity for Sony to go into the next generation in such a stronger footing of where the PS3 was. So for me, I'm going to say The Last of Us. What about yourself? I think that's that's a very good pick. I think the first thing that came to my mind was God of War 3. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what? I couldn't get Ascension out of my fucking head. That's it, what the it, problem. It, sh- it showcased... As you mentioned at that time, there was PS3 was going for a bit of a bit of a trough, shall we say? And I think Heavy Rain was February, the month before, uh, I think in 2010, and God of War 3 was like March 2010. Mm. So they were close together. So either or could be seen, but I think God of War had that mass appeal, and it showed the power of the PS3. I mean, just that section when he's climbing Mount Olympus, yeah. you know, incredible showcase of what the PS3 is, you know, could could do um and yeah yeah just an incredible yeah showcase for the system itself and it was important because you know i was at, at a time where you know in the maybe not in sales wise but like perception wise it was like yeah is the ps3 do you know is it gonna do do well is it gonna catch up to the 360 and i think that was the start of that leading on to like the last of us mm-hmm. that to also to, to, to do that from a sports standpoint that was the generation nba 2k took over yeah. and fifa yeah. took over from a gameplay standpoint yeah. you know that yeah. was a generation where it set the precedent was it 08 was it fifa 08 that fifa 08 was yeah i mean yeah. The, well, if you, technically it was actually the south africa world cup game that was the first that that was but yeah the proper fifa was yeah 08 was the was the leading one the changing of the guard wasn't it yeah. where people started yeah. taking re-notice again of fifa uh, yeah, and it its was. gameplay um but yeah great question eve uh, playstation 4 I think we're both in agreement maybe on this one but again PS4 probably had the most on fire set of games and it doesn't have to be Sony games either it can be anything that's the problem you know it's massive like there's so many because obviously the PS4 was already winning the mindshare war going into launch without the likes of Uncharted 4 and things like that Uncharted 4 was huge The Last of Us 2 was huge but honestly it's it's a toss-up between maybe bloodborne or god of war for me because obviously bloodborne like from soft came into its own on this generation you know with some of the games yeah. that they did but 
has to be God of War. It has I to think. be God of War. You know what I mean? Like when, it just when, set when you level. when you think PS4, you think God of War. Mm. Uh, I think most people will, will do. Oh, also PS3. We forgot about The Witcher, but yeah, Witcher, you know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> Witcher yeah, yeah. three is on PS3, right? But yeah, PS4, God of War. Uh, it just set again, as I said, what The Last of Us for me did for PS3. God of War just set another benchmark, a whole new level that you need to hit, you know, and. You know, you can say so many games on this generation and Chartered 4, Spider-Man, you know, there's so many. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, can I take my Batman, uh, can I take my PS3 one back and replace it with Batman Arkham? Batman Arkham. That that, that changed the game. That changed the game. Yeah, yeah. No, it did. But uh, great question, Eve. Thank you very much. What was your PS4? Did you say God of War, right? PS4? God of War, yeah. God of War. I keep trying to cut Eve off and I keep just reading the question, seeing if there's (laughs) one more console. PlayStation 5. PS5. So far defining title i'm looking at my show and they're all it begins with e (laughs) (laughs) no it doesn't i think the the defining ps5 title for me so far is ratchet and clank Mm. Mm. yeah i'm trying to think what came from third party that's been massive just because it used everything the ps5 has to offer in a way that most of the titles have used a lot but not the way it did or has Mm. I'm stuck between two. I'm stuck between um, Ratchet or Resident. It's interesting. I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to stick with Ratchet. Uh, actually, no, I'm going to pull it back all the way to launch. I'm going to Miles Morales. Miles, just, yeah. just, just, just to launch with Miles and to see where it is now shows you how important that game was because the PS5 is a completely different launch without a Spider-Man game on there. Um, Ratchet, obviously, from a technical standpoint, very important, amazing, but I just think importance of launching with Miles Morales, especially when Halo had been delayed as well and there wasn't that super flagship on the Xbox side. I mean, Miles was everywhere and Mm -hmm. can't wait to see how they do it in Spider-Man 2, man. It looks amazing. Can't wait, can't wait. It's going to look nuts. But um, finally, Eve, for about the 10th time, great question. Thank you very much, (laughs) and yourself, Riley. Again, if you have any questions, you can tweet at LatestPS5, or you can send us a DM message at LatestPS5 on Twitter, or you can email thelatestPS5 at gmail.com. But ladies and gentlemen, that is episode 86, I think, this week. I think it's 86, right? It is. It is indeed. (laughs) That's him. What a show. Hopefully we'll be back and we'll be talking Horizon. We'll be talking Street Fighter 6. Can't wait. And, uh, you know, if we are, and we'll see whose prediction was right. 2.1 versus 2.4. Very interesting to see. So it'll be really good to see on that front. But I'm going to leave the final word. Have you got any closing thoughts for this episode? Uh, My closing thoughts are um, play Sifu, but only if you can uh, deal with tediousness. uh, Tediousness. And for me, I think me and Asim and Alex uh, will say this week, enjoy Horizon. Just take yeah. your time, relax, enjoy it, and get that trophy and get a tree planted. <laughs> I agree. Good night, everybody. Good night. Welcome to PlayStation.